Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another episode of Left Turns and Loud Noises. It is episode 65. I'm your host, Anthony Dietrich. We are recording on July 21st. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, partner in crime, the mayor of Danger Bay, Kevin Costello. What's good, my dude? And having another uh, yeah, great day here in Danger Bay. Danger Bay, should I say. The uh, Cicada Army is as strong as it's ever been, so I did have to move inside for today's recording. But besides that, yeah, we're uh, we're doing good. Yeah, no, I believe that the 30-year cicadas, or whichever uh, year we're in, have decided to pretty much infest Kevin's backyard. It was to the point that I had to say something, and as an almost deaf man myself, for me to have to say something, that's when you know it's loud. So They gotta be the size of, like, footballs at this point. I don't want to think about that, you know? I thought (laughs) cicadas were tiny, and when I actually, like, watched Planet Earth for the first time, and I saw those cicadas coming out of the ground, I was absolutely disgusted. It was, um... It, it was not something great. Uh, definitely, they would not win against a NASCAR, though. They um, would definitely not. I would, I, I would assume a cicada swarm would be the perfect way for 2020 to keep going, though, at this rate. Uh, especially if we're going to a Midwest race this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like we've, we've hit the point where we're not phased by anything, including a RCR 1-2 on merit. <laughs> I know. We got a lot to talk about. A lot of crazy things going on this weekend, including some cars getting airborne up in Iowa. We got some uh, some absolute dominance out of Mercedes this weekend and an interesting podium for that uh, matter. But we also had a ridiculous race in Texas, which I had the question of whether this was a good or interesting race because I was conflicted with the fact that we got an RCR 1-2. That's never really – it hasn't happened in almost nine years. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. So, in case you didn't see, Austin Dillon and Tyler Reddick finished 1 2 at, at Texas on a beautiful strategy call late in the race. Pretty much should have been uh, Ryan Blaney dominant victory. Instead, with about 40 to go, we got a caution and everything was bl- thrown to the wind. I think it was 30 to go, sorry. Yeah, you can thank uh, Quinn Howe for being 90 laps <laughs> down and ruining both Christopher Bell and Matt Benedetto's day right there. That was a complete bonehead move. Mm-hmm. We'll get into what's going on with Quinn Half in a moment. But yeah, so basically, 
what was staged to be a normal Texas race, Ryan Blaney, the dominant car going to victory lane. We now ended up with a caution with 30 to go and strategy kind of being thrown into the mix even more with um, RCR calling for no tires and two tires for its drivers. Yeah, and I mean, it Austin was – in in hindsight, I don't know really? why more people did that <laughs> because I mean, it tires was didn't obvious. mean shit all day. <laughs> I, and, I, this now yeah. confirms that the, the crew chiefs on the wall do not use Twitter because someone Correct. from MRN tweeted out a picture of the tires on a 70-lap run, and they were fine. They looked like yeah. they had barely even been used. It's, yeah. it, it's fascinating to me that guys like Joey Logano and, and Kyle Busch – did not just say, wait a second, our tires aren't treading at all. Let's take no tires or just two. Get the track position because it's almost impossible to pass. It's not like a normal mile and a half where, you know, you can get three, four wide coming out of these corners. Like, you really can only stay two wide. Yeah, I don't think any other mile and a half track um, RCR would have been able to call that strategy. But, yeah, you say, like, not a lot of tire file, plus that restarts going into um, – turn one and two like you can only use two grooves mm-hmm. and when both your cars are racing one two um and you can't really get a good run off a of turn two for just slingshot past them so it was it was a perfect storm for rcr and they yeah they executed and yeah got their first one two in nine years which is i think like we're all surprised by it but it's even i feel like more surprising considering their last one two was when I don't know. I'm not gonna say peak RCR because that was I feel like yeah, no, era, but, I don't think it was peak RCR, but but, it but was back when they had RCR. Jeff Burton, Clint Boyer, and Kevin Harvick, and yeah, to look at their drivers now, I mean they've gone down a team, so their their odds are even less of getting one too. And then for a rookie and a guy who is has two wins, two had two wins previous in his seven years in Cup. I mean it's it's crazy, but that's 2020. Yeah, that, that's this is one of the more. I mean, I definitely was surprised when Cole Custer won because that one was coming out of nowhere with two to go. This one was just kind of like I was shocked for a solid twenty laps. I kept saying to myself, "There's no way Austin Dillon's yeah. going to win this." And yeah, every, every single time that they came across the line and there was less laps to go, I was like, <laughs> "There's a chance Austin Dillon's going to win this." And Tyler Reddick does not have a car that can beat Austin Dillon. Yeah, right before. Uh... Hamlin and Bowman had their incident. I was like, "Wow, they're actually running away with this." And then that caution came out. I was like, "All right, mm-hmm. back to normal." And then they, yeah, they got Solano. out. They got out in front one again. I was like, "Okay, well maybe." And then Hamlin spun again. I was like, "Okay, that's that's the final yeah. nail in the coffin." And they just no one could pass him. Yeah, I felt like Reddick probably could have gotten a run on Austin Dillon before the second Hamlin spin. And I agree. That's, I was definitely more upset that Hamlin spun, not because I enjoy Denny Hamlin, but more or less because I wanted to see a good finish. And it was just, once again, we, we got a green-white checker. And I knew, based on a majority of the restarts, unless Reddick could hold it side-by-side side for two laps, there was no way this one was going to be a close finish. Austin Dillon was probably going to win this race. And I, I got to say, though, I wasn't mad about this Austin Dillon win. First of all, this is Austin Dillon's most legitimate win, I think, in Cup. We could say that. He definitely led the most laps in a victory. He didn't wreck anyone to get the victory. And it wasn't fuel strategy that led him to being in victory lane. This was just a good call late in the race by his crew chief. Yeah, I'd say this is by far his most, how would you call it, real win? Per se, legitimate, because, le- yeah. legitimate, I guess. I mean, like, yeah, obviously, fuel, fuel you don't mileage. Put an asterisk. 
but yeah. Yeah, like fuel mileage is always an asterisk, and then a restrictive plate win, especially after turning a guy coming to turns three and four on the last lap. Yeah. That's that's another one. But yeah, this one, like he obviously he had the the positioning because of the strategy, which is mm-hmm. one part. But then he 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 held on for thirty laps, and that's all on him. So yeah, shout out to the ace um and the whole <laughs> RCR crew. I mean, it's what first I'm trying to think back to the first non asterisk RCR win. It was probably well Newman did Newman ever win with RCR? Newman did, yeah. Uh 2016, 2017? Oh, Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. That, but even that, that was, was a, a late, strategy but call. But that was a strategy call. Yeah. yeah, that was a late race strategy call. Got him out front with Stenhouse and another driver that didn't take tires and yep. Larson was the guy that beat and Larson couldn't get around him. That's right. Yeah, I mean yeah. When you when you don't have the fastest cars in the field, if you have the best strategy, it shows that you can. You got to put yourself in position, and they you definitely can win, have yeah. a position. Yeah. And that's the thing about RCR; they're going to stay in position because they're a top fifteen car. They're not going to win on speed alone. That's that's laughable, but yeah. definitely <laughs> uh, they have um they have the speed enough of it to stay in position. Where if they got a late race caution, like I mean, De- Dover's coming up, and that's another track where you could absolutely put on two tires or no tires late race and find yourself in victory lane. Jimmy Johnson did it like three times. Yeah, I mean, that's the uh, the king of Dover, though. So this Yeah, not... well, that, that's fair. I mean, but Austin Dillon now has three wins. He's, he's only 80 behind Johnson, so. You know who also has three wins now in a row? Who? Austin Sendrick. In the Xfinity series. Yes, yeah. No, another great transition there. So, yeah, but I mean... <laughs> Does this one deserve an asterisk? Does yeah, I mean, he wasn't the first to cross the checkered flag. I or the finish line. Sorry, I'm I'm still kind of like confused on how to rate a DQ win because obviously you were the best it's of the rest, and it's it's always dub. Yeah, like I mean, he did everything in his book, and I on the other hand, I don't necessarily blame um JGR for pushing the boundaries on that because. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a it's pretty much an R and D car that you can go. Yeah, out exactly. With. It's like not Riley, you're not running for owners points. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't Harrison, so if it had to have been any JGR car, it, it's the one that you know Kyle Busch is going to drive, mm-hmm. so they can see what the limits are. Yeah. Obviously, that sucks for Kyle Busch. That's that you know that's another win, and God forbid it. He he only has like checking the record book real quick he only has 97 other wins in that series oh, okay. so that's disappointing to lose one of them you know what i mean oh i know i'm sure yeah and um, uh he was so pissed off that he uh he yeah, won he later drove... that night in race. <laughs> yeah wow <laughs> who would have thought that would have happened in the in the greg biffles uh winning car from last year yep that's right forgot about um, that yeah yeah people do but um yeah well i mean that one shouldn't even have been a, a kyle bush dq win anyways it really should have been uh, Justin Allgaier victory, but uh, um, yeah, you know, or at least Justin Allgaier versus Kyle Busch. But uh, one of the controversies coming out of the weekend from Texas, and this happened again during the cup race, and I think even during the uh, truck race we saw this, were bloodline violations. And, I mean, obviously we know why they exist. Kevin LePage happened about over yes. a decade ago. Oh. So, you know, obviously we want safety on the track. And definitely from the way that they came onto the track, you know, it, it it was almost obvious that these were blend line, like they were coming up in the middle of one and two. You can't do that on almost any track. I can't yeah. think of one that you can do that on. I don't. 
it's just so weird, like how they. It is a weird penalty. Started calling it because it's all like David Reagan tweeted it out. Like it's literally always been a rule, and they've just chosen to ignore it. And I think it was Cindric mm-hmm. that came over the radio saying, "Hey, he didn't do the blend line." NASCAR was like, "Well, he's technically right, so I guess we got to call yeah. it." <laughs> yeah, no, Austin Cindric. Um, but I don't blame him. That's a competitive advantage. Oh yeah. If if you see it, if it's a rule, it exists. NASCAR just had to dust off the old rule book, and you know it, it definitely shows the difference between the FIA and, and NASCAR, where NASCAR's like, huh, yeah, that that that, that is a rule. You yeah, try get get your ass down pit road, yeah. Justin. and um, definitely not something we expected to see, but definitely cost Justin another opportunity to victory. It's been a tough season for him. Uh, he's winless, he's gone, correct? Yeah, he's gone two yeah. years without a win almost. It's it's definitely – No way. Definitely, yeah, he didn't win last year either. I, I know. It's like Justin Allgaier is one of the better drivers in Xfinity and hasn't had a win since 2018. I'm calling cap on that. There's no way. Dude, look it up right now. I'm telling Justin you. Justin Allgaier won the penultimate race at Phoenix. And Anthony, once again, oh, wow. yeah, has been proven there. wrong. But he doesn't <laughs> have a win this year. He does not have a win this year. This is true, yes. I didn't yes. remember that he had that win at Phoenix. <laughs> it really was just meaningless. I mean, it wasn't meaningless. It got him into the, the, the final four, but he didn't yeah. do anything with it. That's what I mostly mean. Yeah, Either, it's been uh, it, yeah, it's, rough. it's not I been a like great for... season for Justin Allgaier. And even if, I mean, last year it took him 32 races to get a win. Yeah, I mean, all of Junior Motorsports, I mean, their two wins this year have been by Gregson. on a restrictor play track and then wrecking your teammate for a win as well. At yeah, Bristol with Gregson. So definitely I mean, he should some... have more wins with Gregson at this point. But I mean, he drives like a pissed off teenager and keeps hitting the wall. It's not going to really help him. I mean, yeah, obviously late race cautions don't help either. But it's it's like Gregson does this Yo. to himself a lot. And then the eight car is just an absolute. It's a replica of the sixty from two years ago. Should should we should we tell um, Gregson that we don't uh, or NASCAR doesn't award kill streaks for a certain amount of kills? I don't because know he is. He, I don't know if he needs to know that. I think it's it's honestly become kind of humorous at this point. Like his KD's got to be at least four by now. So like respect yeah, on he, that. He, but he's he, also he pissing off kill, the entire field. He did kill Riley Herbst this week, also. That was, Which is weird because even if you're the best friend from same town, hometown, there is no remorse. Oh yeah, no, there's no remorse for the same hometown. Look at the Bush brothers. Mm-hmm. They didn't give it. They didn't give a shit many a times. Yeah. So um, overall, going back to the Cup race, Wilk. We'll, Real quick, some honorable mentions with good runs. Um, I gotta give one to Benedetto before that. Um, how fresh yeah, that he was running very well, he was impressing the hell out of me. I was gonna say that, and I, I, before we go into the good runs, another week where Jimmy Johnson has an absolute rocket ship and just pisses it away. Yeah, some uh, it's the carnation curse, man. He literally tweeted <laughs> it, and then five minutes later, Jimmy Johnson gets hit with a penalty. And then just uh, destroys his car. Yeah, I mean he it, he finished how many laps down? Uh, only only twelve laps down. So there's progress. Oh, that's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, didn't finish in last, so that's always a good start. Corey LaJoy with your finished favorite paint scheme in in sixteenth place. Yeah, so it's good, a good run. run <laughs> good run for Corey LaJoy. I mean, I don't really give a shit about the paint scheme anymore. It's, yeah. it's, it's there. It's here to it's stay there. for now. I think yeah. it's got six more races. So. Mm-hmm. It's uh, done six out of the nine. Kind of nice. Nice. And then um, Eric Amarola with the, I think now seven top tens in a row with I'm five of those you, being top fives. Kevin, yeah. 
I'm not going to stop picking Eric Almirola until he stops getting top 10s. It's now, a guaranteed This pick. is borderline at this point because he did get 10th, but I still get the same amount of points for 6th as 10th, so I'll yeah. take it. But It'll he work. also overcame a blend line violation because he definitely had the best car before Blaney um, really showed up. And that's, you know, once again, a testament to how good the Stuart Haas camp has been for him this year. I mean, Almirola is going to definitely get a win at some point, I feel like. He's definitely showing that 2018, like, yo, I'm I'm really fast and it's coming. But I mean, at this point, gotta see something out of Boyer. It's 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 been it, it's been enough time. We gotta see something out of him. But uh, he also doesn't need to get in these wrecks. It's true. Yeah. Doesn't help him. Where do you finish? Uh I I am looking. Sorry. All right. You got any others? Because Eric Jones scored a, a nice sixth place finish and that came out of nowhere. Yeah, I feel like Eric Jones does that. He, like, yeah, out of nowhere finishes. That's it's impressive. Yeah, I mean Kyle Busch, KFB uh, has uh, that's fun. KFB has yeah, self-proclaimed by Kyle Busch. I mean to go literally through the grass. I honestly, when he got turned, I was like, he might go over here if he hits uh, the grass wrong. And now he he just got his mm-hmm. splitter all full of grass and recovered to a top yeah, five finish. Yeah, that was. I know, obviously. It's not the same as Ryan Priest going through the grass and eye racing and just yeah. completely saving it. <laughs> um, but it was as close as we're ever going to get. And I think that was uh, honestly, uh, NASCAR Chasm probably needs to owe uh, Kyle Bush a little something there because I know there was a bounty out for whoever could recreate that. And definitely that was as close <laughs> to, as it was going to get. I, I am very, I will say this from that wreck. Uh, that was a huge wreck, took out most of the field, very reminiscent of 2010 when Jeff Gordon. Yeah, completely took out the entire field with that three wide move. Um, I I gotta say, very odd move on NBC to zoom in on Kyle Busch when the entire field is wrecking to the right of him. That was, <laughs> I noticed that. That was baffling. <laughs> I, I I saw it immediately, and I was just like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, <laughs> like I'm sure Kyle's gonna get out of this fine. What about the other ten cars that are absolutely junked? And I mean, that was just awful. I feel terrible for Senhouse, especially Cole Custer, a winner last week. And your boy, Martin Schurz Jr., getting involved in uh, how to bring out the giant hacksaw again. Yeah, I don't remember the last time we had a big one on the front stretch at a mile and a half track. I mean, I think the, the first one like that comes Charlotte to mind. Was the one yeah, then... it was Charlotte in like 2016 on a restart yeah. where Austin Dillon got turned. But besides that, like, we just don't see it happen a lot. And wasn't there one a couple of years ago where Dale Jr. dug his car into the grass at Texas and it caused a huge wreck? No, so that was just it was like lap two on a Monday race after yeah. um it got rained out and yeah he went he was falling I remember it was falling Eric Almarola and he hit the the grass on the infield and then it was just him with the wall but right behind okay. him Jimmy Johnson something came off of um Earnhardt's car and it literally bent the windshield in on Johnson's car so yes, they both got screwed right. because of that yeah dude I, that's the first time I really really said I was like I hate these splitters so much that's yeah. not even that's not <laughs> fair at all a normal car yeah. could go over that but it was wet it was perfect conditions for just an absolute disaster so hey at least we didn't have Kyle Busch doing like a fucking somersault because of that so the, the, the car true. has gotten a little safer with that shit well, um, speaking of wet conditions moving on from uh from NASCAR <laughs> we had we had a wet weekend in Hungary with F1 including which led to a almost complete botch job by Max Verstappen on the for not even the formation lap the the lap yeah, to I get to the formation lap. I didn't even know that was a thing. Where Me too. Like, you could legitimately <laughs> just wreck it. 
before the formation lot. That was ridiculous. So it was a, I turned on F1 with about 10 minutes to green and I see them working on Verstappen's car and I'm like, what type of 60 grid penalty is this man about to take? Are they changing the whole car? Like what the fuck? Then I found out about the wreck and I'm like, I didn't even know this was legal. I just assumed you're done. Like, or you're starting from pit lane. I, 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 I didn't know what was going on, but I mean, shouts out to Red Bull. They were able to get the car ready, but then they made an, a, a goof with Albon. Yeah, they decided I, to try the car in front. I, has they have they penalized him yet for that? I don't think so. I, what I find weird is how they can how they can work on the car on the grid like that and not get a penalty, but then Haas can pit during the formation lap and get like a 10 second penalty. I that just that's a little that doesn't make any sense. I, I it didn't really matter much for Haas. They still were up in the points after everyone realized inters were not the move. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you're finding out on the formation lap that wait a second, it, it's dry enough for slicks, then yeah, um, I, I, I would assume everyone should have pitted. It definitely Kvyat is got to be the most mad considering he wanted to pit the team said no and then everyone who pitted was way better off than than the um alfatari yeah so that i feel bad really... for that and i mean after it was after a lap one i was watching the ticker lewis hamilton was already in the lead by three and a half seconds and yeah. hungary is a short track too which is, makes it even more impressive yeah, no, that, that car was literally in qualifying trim for like 70 laps or however long they were out yeah. there. It was, there was just nothing anyone could do. I when you have a stopping. big enough lead so that you can pit for fresh tires at the end and get the fastest lap, you know you're yeah, good. Yeah, that <laughs> that's something that doesn't happen too often. No. Um, definitely, Lewis was just on another level. I think the closest for stop and ever got before that last pit stop was maybe nine seconds. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, I, I, he was just... Like Lewis just continuously was pulling away, and I mean there were definitely some interesting strategy calls going on there. I I don't know what Ferrari is doing with Leclerc. That was quite baffling with the the soft tires on a track where the tire fall off was just preposterous. I don't know what he was trying to gain from that, but it didn't help him at all. And he got in the, he he finished outside of the point. And that's just embarrassing. Yeah, I you know, it, agreed completely. Um. But yeah, like we said, good run for Haas. Mm-hmm. Uh, the McLarens surprised me a little bit with their pace. I was surprised that only Signs gotten the points. Um, yeah, Tank Mercedes did good. Yeah, Stroll, Stroll with a nice fourth, fourth place. place. She was running yep. the podium most of the day, doing yeah. a very good job. Stayed on the lead lap. That's something to be uh, you know happy about, considering only tw- four other cars did it. Yeah. You know, hey, he was 80 seconds behind the leader, but still on the lead lap. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, definitely got to feel happy for Haas, though. I mean, they got some points. Obviously, one point, it's not a lot, but that's that's enough points for, for that strategy to have, have worked out the best it could have. Because I don't think on pure speed alone, Haas is going to march their way up to 10th. Yeah, so. they're honestly, I'd say, on par with the Williams. And so for they them definitely have the worst car, yeah. Yeah, that's that's huge for them. I can say they don't have the worst driver though. Nicholas Latifi is doing a great job of showing uh, that he might be the worst driver. Don't don't I, be hating on my Canadian boy. L- okay? Listen, man, I don't know what how you just release from pit road and then just hit another car and then spin out on your own like three times. I mean, he, that's okay. He, that he went the first full one wasn't on Latifi. The others were. I I do agree with that. But um I, I don't know, man. He's I I'm 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 hoping that Williams has uh has Kubitz's uh, phone phone number still and haven't 
burned all the bridges because I feel like a one and a half arm driver is, is better than Latifi at this point. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I, I love I love Robert. Are you kidding me? Robert was one of my favorite drivers back in the two thousands, twenty tens. Like I I love that guy. So you know mm-hmm. he's he, I, w- I would love to see him back. And know that he's a test driver at Mercedes. I'm pretty sure. Who? Uh, Kubica. He's at Alpha Mar- Alpha Alpha Tari. Romeo. Alpha Romeo. The other Alpha. Oh, the, other, yes. the other Alpha, of course. Yeah. It's ironic that they're both Alpha teams when they're clearly betas. Yeah. Well, All Raikkonen right. actually had a pretty good run. Minus to another. Hang on, hang on, hang on, real quick. I want to say I don't understand how Raikkonen lined up spot when he's in dead last. That made no sense to me. Yeah, literally, I. Had... I... He's just out there for a Sunday drive at this point. He yeah, <laughs> I, he's definitely retiring after this year. But anyways, yeah. move, move, move along, Kevin. Yeah, I was going to say, going on to another open wheel series, we had uh, one car not have all four tires on the ground for a good three seconds in the IndyCar race on Friday night. Yeah, so we had a double header in Iowa this weekend. And on Friday, we had a very scary incident between Colton Herta and I believe he didn't get into, did he get into Palau? I think it was VK. VK, it yeah. was um yeah VK had a better run I think on Sunday Saturday then but it was definitely yeah that was one of the more interesting so I believe VK just didn't get going and um Colton just got in the back of him and went full uh, uh Beyblade in the back there and uh, very <laughs> very scary accident obviously you don't ever want to see anyone get close to the catch fence he landed like kind of like Scott Dixon did at um Indy where he just landed on top of the safer barrier. And got mm-hmm. him back on the ground, but definitely a scary crash. Also had a pretty scary incident with um, Will Power on Friday yeah. night, where he lost a tire and that went flying by his face. So that, I mean, you know, obviously with the windshield, that's going to help a lot. But yeah, really scary accidents on Friday there. Um, I was just definitely sucks for Colton because you know that's 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 a really scary crash and you almost can't do anything about it. you're hitting the gas and vk's just not going i mean yeah you, you have a car below you you're not like I, the brakes are only so good on any car but thank god he did not go into the catch fence that would have been awful yeah i mean especially with right a, there too with a curved uh front stretch like just the way physics works if, if you hit someone you're gonna go straight and Mm-hmm. When you're going straight on a curve, eventually you're going to run into it. So yeah, he got super lucky with that. Glad he's okay. And uh, yeah, going on to a, a brighter note from that weekend. Shout out to Penske for not only winning the race on Friday, but sweeping the weekend with a win on Saturday by Joseph Newgarden as well. Yeah. So Friday's race was kind of thrown into a loop once again with a caution that most of the teams on normal strategy did not anticipate. Um, ends up putting Pagano in the lead, and, and Pagano ended up just running the car till it was completely on fumes. I mean, him and Dixon were definitely on a, a much different strategy that they were hoping for that caution. Ended up getting it, and Pagano holding on for the win was fantastic. Watching Askew, though, drive through the field was definitely a lot of fun. Um, he got his first podium and definitely was going to be an illustrious career. And shouts out to Arrow McLaren for a 4-5. I'm sorry, 3-4 finish there on yeah. Friday. Pado I feel like award. they've been... They've been so yeah, much better this been year. Be- they've been much better this year. And I think it also has to do with the fact that they have some great drivers on the team because Askew obviously was a rocket ship last year in Indy Lights, if you were paying attention to that. Um, and Pato Award is definitely one of the um, more uh, brighter stories of this season in IndyCar for these young rookies or younger drivers. He's definitely been impressing me a lot. 
But um, yeah, I mean, another good finish for Rossi. He finished in sixth on Friday. He got a good finish for Joseph Newgarden in fifth, but definitely should have won. Got it done the next day. But I want to give a shout out to Connor Daly starting on the pole, first ever. Hell pole yeah! For Trevor Carlin, and you know, obviously, Connor Daly has been served such a raw deal. It feels like in his IndyCar career, and this mm-hmm. year has definitely been a bright spot to see him running, um, and running all the races, and and definitely this weekend running well. You know, I, I'm a big fan of what connor is and, and and how he drives and definitely i want to see more um out of him and an eighth place finish on sorry friday and starting on the pole leading a bunch of laps and hanging in there with a great car of joseph newgarden that's gotta be a feel-good story for him i'm trying to click on the results from saturday where he finished there he had a 13th place but definitely you know one, another guy I want to give a shout-out to is Graham Rahal, starting almost dead last with Pagano and finishing in third. That was fantastic. Yeah, great run for... I, I feel like Rahal's been a lot better this year than I remember him being. And I don't know he's if that's because sneaky. I'm biased because I met him back in March. But, <laughs> he's um, sneaky, man. There's definitely some correlation there. Yeah, I mean, dude, him and Pagano, Pagano especially, starting last both races, finishing in like first and fourth. That's mm-hmm. that's huge for him and definitely going to be huge in the points. But New Garden getting the dub, Will Power in second, not losing a tire. Definitely <laughs> something he needed. Uh, sucks. I, I hate to see Ryan hunter getting into any incidents. That sucks. You know, definitely. Yeah. Him and Ed Carpenter on Saturday, that's not what they wanted. Um, But yeah, and a sixth place finish for Oliver Askew. Overall, I enjoy Iowa. I know people don't like it. Um, they, I saw a lot of people saying that, um, indie cars don't belong on short tracks, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't really agree with that. You know, IndyCar ovals, obviously we don't want to see anyone wrecking, you know, any cautions that could happen definitely would, you know, kind of be scary in any situation, obviously with Colton Herta, but like, it's a strategy game in IndyCar. It always has been the, the last few years. And I enjoy the racing at Iowa. It's not single groove like Texas. You can run the bottom and the middle, like. It's definitely possible, but um, yeah, it is difficult to pass for sure. Any oval is, but that's not Indy. Right. <laughs> like, someone said the only other tracks that Indy should run at was Michigan and Auto Club, and I totally agree. But unfortunately, we had that scary accident with, um, with Briscoe a couple of years ago in, at California. And also, I just I think there was like a financial thing that they just couldn't go back, which sucks as California Auto Club is one of the better tracks. I think Honestly, if, if for NASCAR, if they lose um, a weekend at Michigan next year being a doubleheader or yeah. just going down to one race, I think Indy should really Indy. swoop yeah. in and yeah, get back to – because I, I think – I forget what it was called back in the day, but it was like three 500-mile um, races. I think it was – it was obviously the Indy 500. Uh, it was Michigan and maybe Auto Club, and it was like – I don't know what the, the term was. We'll call it the big three, I, but it was like if you won yeah, all three of those, it was a huge deal. Right yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I mean, definitely, definitely would like to see them get back to an, an oval that could produce a little bit more drafting, a little bit more uh, exciting racing. Mm-hmm. But obviously, I mean, there's always an inherent um, danger with IndyCar. I mean, that, that's obviously yeah. like, I think it's a little safer. Yeah, especially uh, with a the aero safer. screen now. Yeah, I, I mean, it's as safe as it can be. It's still an oval with Indy cars going 225. Exactly. Like, it's, there's it, always going to be something. They're not going 240 anymore, though, Kevin. That's so yeah, it's better. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, it's better. I, I still think better than Pocono. Um, you know, Pocono just is a complete bumper car 
yeah. uh, pinball machine on that back straightaway with these. Yeah, cars. Well, I mean, just... when you when you can go seven wide into turn one and then two wide into turn two, there's there's uh, yeah, no, some room no. for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and obviously the Indy five hundred roll. There's always that inherent danger there, but I, I it's always going to be the most prestigious race. And I got to tell you, Kevin, the closer we get to the Indy five hundred, like I thought it was. For some reason, when I was watching the Indy cars on Friday, I was like, "Man, there's still two months till the Indy 500." I was like, "Wait, no, they're in August," and I'm yep. getting more and more excited as we're we're now in the month of Indy. Essentially, we're, we're yeah, right we there. are officially one month and two days away from the race. If that doesn't include any of the practices and the qualifying, qualifying is yeah. a, a freaking amazing yeah, that's watch. Alonzo will be back. Own. I don't know how many cars are entering this year, but it should we should have bump day action, so that's something to look forward Dude, to. And super, super excited. Hope hope that we uh we can get some interesting names into the field. Um Dude, I'm I'm just looking forward to it. But uh yeah. let's let's move along, I guess. So I just wanna say a couple th- so we don't really need to go over trucks at this point. Nah. No, Kyle Bush <laughs> won. Actually got to hold on to the victory. I couldn't really tell you much else that happened. Like feel like I stopped watching, to be honest, at some at one point, and just was mm-hmm. like, once Kyle Busch like, crosses the line, I'm done here. Um, I wanted to give a quick shout-out, though. I want to go back to the cup race real quick. Austin Dillon not dabbing. That was that was nice. It was, I think this is a more mature Austin Dillon, I gotta say. Yeah, I, I honestly fully expected the dab, so good for him. Um, yeah, thank, for, thank God. For, for blessing us with, with without that. <laughs> yeah, it almost made me like want to root for Austin Dillon a little bit more. Honestly, I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, I mean, you know, he he was the first NASCAR driver to enter, uh, ever interact with the. I can't, I can't deny that happened. Whoa, so. hold up! Breaking news out of IMSA. Oh, what's up? Penske will not be racing in IMSA next year. Wow, that's wow! Huge. Holy shit! Wow, because they I guess um, Acura and Penske couldn't come to an agreement, and because of that, wow. they're just saying that's a huge blow to IMSA too. Because that's yeah, they're not going to have the Porsche in the uh, the GTE class or whatever class that is, and then without having literally the championship team is oof. Yeah, holy crap! Eesh. I did not see that one coming. That's in. big. Ganassi, Ganassi uh, bowed out of IMSA too uh, with the Ford deal falling. Yeah, forward. yeah, that's Eesh. that's huge, man! Holy crap! I that that's wow. Yeah, I did not see that one coming today, especially considering Penske is just like owns his own entire motorsport at this point. It's like, wow. Yeah, I don't, that's maybe in 2022. Cause I know they're doing something with the top class there where they can people in uh running, I think world endurance challenge can cross over between because of regulations and whatnot. But yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a tough blow for them next year for sure. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. Do you uh, see anything from Sebring this weekend? There was a, apparently a Imza was at a Sebring. Yeah, I, I honestly I, uh, was I didn't pretty like, busy all weekend. Um, yeah. had a great weekend in Tallahassee. Did not see Congrats. any any IMSA stuff, but wow. Yeah, they they raced at Sebring. I'm sad I didn't go. I didn't even realize it was this weekend. I totally would have went, but it was uh from what I gathered, it was a lightning lightning storm all weekend. Which uh, oh no, well, I mean, wow, it's almost like Florida that in summer, every crazy. Day. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. That's probably why they do the twelve hours of Sebring not in July. Yeah, <laughs> I used to go um to this lake house out in the middle of Florida uh, every year, but it's like maybe thirty miles south of Sebring, I guess. It's like called Lake uh, Clay. It's like a really nice. It's a really nice lake. 
Um, and every single day at like four thirty, you could predict like when the lightning is going to come through, like the really <laughs> bad storm. And you could see it. It'd be like we're on the boats. The the parents are drinking. We're all going tubing. And at like three o'clock, you start seeing the clouds form. And you're just like, well, we need to start figuring out a plan to get back to the the uh, shore. And sure enough, uh, four four o'clock, four fifteen, there's lightning right there, just striking yep. the lake. And you got to get back inside. Hurricane conditions for five minutes. You get back out in the lake by five. That's Florida, y'all. That's literally Florida. And somehow we're gonna have more races in Florida in the next month when this is just gonna be another common occurrence. So um <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyways um let's let's talk about though what's going to happen this weekend in the land of the Midwest. Yeah, so we got our first race at Kansas this season. I'm pretty sure this race was supposed to be back in May, so almost a 2-month mm-hmm. delay on now a Thursday night going directly against MLB opener. Should be interesting to see how that works out, but I'm still well, a fan of midweek races. Um as a Def- huge baseball fan and someone who knows a thing or two about winning championships in the last 20 years, okay. um, I will say this. <laughs> I just want to throw that in there. It has nothing to say. <laughs> um, the game is opening pitch, I believe, at 10.30 at night? No way. I, I need to double check it, though. I swear to God that's what I said on my fantasy app. It's like me- Kershaw's pitching. It's, it's Dodgers and Giants, first of all. So oh, I that's thought a it was uh, game. Yankees Nationals. Oh, I'm gonna shut my mouth because you're probably right about that. I didn't draft any Yankees. I'm not even the baseball fan here. Hold on one second. Let me go to my actual team that I own a Yankee on. <laughs> I, I I don't I didn't I don't draft the Yankees. So we were yeah Thursday Thursday night oh, at well. seven in um... yeah. So there's two games and I just don't have anyone the Yankees or Nationals on my fantasies. So that's okay, and, and then. The cup race starts at probably around 7, if I had to guess. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm probably going to pick baseball over opening over uh, NASCAR at Kansas. I might try and do, like, two TV situation. Yeah. But um, I just, I don't I don't think it's that. I, yeah, I, get it. I do get why they, they're running it, though. I mean, they yeah. want to ha- give the teams the weekend off, essentially the cup teams, even though most of the cup teams are going to be working for the Xfinity yeah. truck. So, <laughs> not really the the... the brightest move on nascar's part again but whatever we got cup on thursday then xfinity friday and then trucks and xfinity on saturday yeah it'll be interesting because this i guess uh texas was the last weekend without direct competition from any other sport i guess besides golf and now everything's Mm -hmm. coming back so it'll be interesting to see how as, as sports fans don't get me wrong now now it gets good um but yeah, as, no, sure. as pure yeah, yeah. pure NASCAR fans, it's kind of like oh man there's gonna be a lot more competition so these these next few races they better keep up or the other sports media is going to take over and we'll we'll see how that works out for the rest of the season but yeah going back to Kansas I mean the last race we had here was awesome um the fall race Denny Hamlin squeaked that out over Chase Elliott if I remember correctly and then the race before that, we literally had Stenhouse pass for the lead with, like, 15 to go. So Kansas has been really good with this this new package. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, yeah, our last two a... winners, we've been talking about how, you know, Daytona is the wild card. But the last two mile-and-a-half tracks have produced winners out of nowhere. So we'll see how this Thursday night goes. Yeah, definitely the closer we get to the chase, the more interesting things are going to get. Like, Austin Dillon definitely was not someone who just wasn't going to make the chase on points alone. He was right there. 
So, but yeah. this secures him in. So it's not like a huge, huge shakeup. Whereas Cole Custer was like twenty fifth in the points and like had no business mm-hmm. winning and and won. I mean, right, I wouldn't say no business, but definitely was not a favorite. Um. So yeah, definitely a, a lot more shakeup is is possible this weekend. I definitely could see another, um, you know, unlikely winner, um, happening in Kansas. I I feel like. You know, we we saw last year and the year before, um, like a Chicagoland, which is a similar track in a lot of regards to Kansas. You know, we saw mm-hmm. obviously the race between um, Larson and Kyle Busch 2018, and then Bowman last year at Chicagoland, definitely. So, I mean, there's a lot of potential for interesting races. I think the summertime, the last two years, have produced some very interesting winners. Yeah. So, and we're still not out of it yet. So, definitely a chance for another good interesting finish this weekend you want to predict our uh, our winners right now yeah so let's go ahead and get picks going so i haven't really been i didn't really uh put down the points from last week but kevin kept going our streak alive with back-to-back uh dark horse winners yeah um, I, feels good first time ever i even went back to the podcast went spliced out part of the episode where we talked about it and basically you, i was completely wrong by saying that austin Dillon has absolutely no chance of winning this year so i'll <laughs> i'll keep that egg on my face that's that's on me i just i didn't have much faith in him i don't know why i just drew a line on my paper that was stupid um <laughs> definitely you know shouts out to to austin Dillon there for for pulling out victory and making me look like an idiot as per usual you know so, I'm used to it. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> but yes, as as the Dark Horse picker winner, I would like to go first for my Dark Horse this week, Absolutely. if that is okay Absolutely. with you. Absolutely, yeah. And I, you know, this guy has literally finished last three times in a row, and I think he can't do it a fourth time. And I feel like he's just due for something. And why not Kansas? So Ryan Priest. Oh wow, the Ryan Priest curse. Yes, I, I tell. I told Alex he has to stop picking Ryan Priest because he just keeps costing Alex points every single week. But if you're in, I keep forgetting Priest is even in the field. Mm-hmm. So well, uh, just okay. Good, <laughs> good pick. I, I guess I'll lie to you and tell you it's a good pick. I appreciate that. Um, I don't actually know if I'm in first or you're in first right now. I know that I had like a a a nice lead on you after Cole Custer's one. So figure that one. Um, okay. So for my dark horse, I'm going to go with a driver that we forgot to mention as having a good run. And with a damaged car at that, I'm going to go ahead and pick Bubba. Bubba was running top 10, uh, throughout the late run there at Texas and obviously just had a bad restart. So didn't really help him in the end, but still finished 14th with a damaged car from that big wreck. So I'm expecting Bubba to have another good run because that 43 car has been so much better than it has been years past. And definitely, I'm going to say that, uh, you know, he's going to get a top 10. It, it yeah, feels that, like he's on a roll. That cash app paint scheme that he ran. It looked great. Awesome. Yeah, it's great. Uh, is he running that again this weekend? I'm not exactly sure. I think it was a three race um, deal that he got with cash app. Oh, I thought or it was like more a, than that. It, it's definitely not like the whole like half, second half of the season. I, I hope to see that car running more. I hope to see it run in Daytona, to be honest. One of the two Daytonas. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. I got some coming out of my sources wheelhouse. Ooh. Um, 
Okay, so let's go with our. I actually have picks from uh, Methy and um, Alex. and Alex. Yeah, sorry, no, no, no. <laughs> I was just, I was reading what Methy said because he said I have just unleashed a curse upon them, which they shall never recover. I'm so sorry for my picks. So nice. Methy is officially cursing his picks. So and one of them is a potential championship favorite. So we'll get to that in a second. So Kevin, give me your sleeper. My sleeper for this weekend is going to be a guy who finished top 10 here last year. And you may be thinking, okay, someone who was full-time. No, it was a part-timer in Tyler Reddick. He oh, finished yeah. ninth in this race. And I, I, I mean, coming off a second-place finish, it just makes sense. So Tyler Reddick is my dog. Yeah, ride, ride the lightning. Mm-hmm. It's a, not a bad pick. Well, Are you going to ride the bacon? So I have said on this podcast, I will not stop picking Eric Almirola until he stops getting top 10s. Now, Eric Almirola finished 10th at Texas, so technically I should pick Eric Almirola. But Uh I'm going to take someone who I think could finish in 5th or higher at this point. I feel like Eric's going to get me in top 10. And it's fine, you know. It will be obvious to pick Eric, but I think that Eric Jones, Ooh. Could get me a top five. Okay. Week. Eric is probably starting to feel a little bit of pressure of maintaining his position in the points, seeing that more drivers are winning races that don't have wins yet. And Eric yeah. is definitely a guy that uh, late in the summer is like, well, fuck, I got to get a win. Uh, yeah, did right it now. In Daytona. Did it in Darlington? Is, it looks like 15th, right? 24 points out. Let me see how. Yeah, this... so he definitely needs to like consistently finish well. I know last year, obviously, or was it? Yeah, it was last year before the Darlington win. He definitely was, you know, teetering. It felt like mm-hmm. I definitely need. I definitely want to see a win out of him because he is in a, a Joe Gibbs car. But obviously, we've seen JGR other than Denny Hamlin has not been the best car all season. So, you know, definitely a little bit of some concern. Yeah, I'd, I mean, I'd say so. Kyle Busch is still winless somehow. Um, yeah, but Kyle Busch is also, like, you know, Kyle Busch. He, he can have a broken car and still finish in, like, 10th, so. Yeah. He, or I mean, he finished I'm sorry, top five. Fourth. Finished, yeah, I was yeah. going to say he did that this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Car, car is broken is code word for car is great. Yes. <laughs> so, um, all right, Kevin, give me your favorite. Who's winning at Kansas? My favorite for Kansas is a guy who's been – I feel like on a little bit of a slump lately, he's starting to been running a lot better, and I think he's just due for a good run, a good win, and that's going to be none other than your favorite driver, Joey Logano. Oh, Jesus. I thought about picking Logano, too, but yeah, definitely, this is like the first time since Martinsville Logano had a top five, so, you know, maybe the slump is over, maybe Logano's back to championship form, or maybe it was just one race where uh, a good pit strategy helped him out in the end. I'm going to go with the second option for Texas. Smart. Yeah. I don't know what. Hang on. on. Something's wrong with my AC. There we go. My (laughs) my girlfriend likes turning the AC completely down because she's anemic. Actually, poor girl is frozen. She turned like my AC vent all the way down. I was like, no, I can't do that. Um, Okay. So for my pick, I'm going to go opposite end of the Penske wheelhouse. And I'm going to go with a guy who's looking for some revenge this weekend from a bad pit strategy and probably is going to beat Todd Gordon over the head with a stick after what he just did to him. So I'm going to <laughs> say that Ryan Blaney is going to get the job done Wow! this weekend. Hey, you know, 
this track is going to produce some exciting racing, and Ryan Blaney is Mr. Excitement. He wins races oh, in the most exciting fashion. Okay, so um, Ryan Blaney is Mr. What what is a support? Uh, what is like a superlative of uh, of that? Uh, Mr. Excitement, Mr. Fantastic, Mr. No, that's Fantastic. A, that's, no, I can't say that. That's copyrighted. I can't yeah. say that. <laughs> a man who uses songs at the end of the podcast is saying this is copyright shit. Uh, I don't know. I I, I need something for Blaney because uh, can you deny that any of his wins have not been the most exciting races that we see almost all season? Literally. We, I mean, that Talladega race we were at last year was the. I mean, the Talladega race, race this year too. To. Yeah, the one last the, year the, was incredible. The Roval almost... race might have been my most fun racing memory. Um, yeah, just that whole I mean, weekend. he almost won the one of the most exciting Daytona 500s ever. Uh, you know, his first win at Pocono, he that was incredible, super yeah. exciting. He made a Pocono race exciting. I mean, I remember where I was for all of his wins. Yeah, I was at two of them physically. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what a dude! Just I—I I mean, Ryan Blaney is is the most exciting driver. When I get it, that Ricky Stenhouse is the most exciting driver on a plate race. But come on, he... yeah. yeah. So let, let's let's be fair. Okay, so I got Methy's picks, and this is these are the people that he's decided to curse. So with his dark horse, he's got John Hunter and Nemechek. Okay. Um, yeah, and then he's got Matt Benedetto as a sleeper who. I mean that's that's a good pick. De Benedetto is very solid, and then the championship driver he's decided to curse is uh, Kevin Harvick. Ooh, yeah, definitely, definitely concerning. Now that that Matthews picked Harvick, I don't think Harvick's ever going to win again. Has he? He's won. Yeah, he's won at Kansas before, but I feel like it's been. He's the the only track he hasn't won is Kentucky, and the that's Royal. right. And I guess the Daytona, but. There's still time for those last for the two rovals here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for Alex, he picked uh, Corey LaJoy, um, Kurt Busch, and Kyle Busch. He's gone back to his his roots and picking both the Bush brothers. Nice. Not not bad picks. Yeah. I, you know. So maybe maybe this is the weekend. Kyle Busch wins a race. Did, yeah. Denny, or maybe Denny won this last year, didn't he? He. Yeah, he won the fall race, and Kozlowski won yeah. the spring race. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing was for sure, I wasn't picking Kozlowski. He put an absolute uh, just sleeper of a, a performance. Not sleeper. I'm sorry, a snoozer of a performance is a better term in the fall race. Just completely saying, I don't want to move to the right of eight. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so I was I was very avoidant of picking Kozlowski. I almost thought about picking him as a sleeper, but you know, it, I I gotta go with it there. So um. Kevin, you want to round out the field? I would love to. So, not this weekend, but next weekend, me and Anthony are going to be reunited. Yes, so I'm going to uh, be doing a um, a quarantined birthday. I will be socially distancing with my friends from Tampa, basically all standing in a room very far away with masks on. So yes. And uh, <laughs> having a good time. This will be the second time I get to watch I guess third time, technically, if you count the Daytona races. But um, the second time I get to watch a race with Kevin, we're going to get yep. to watch some New Hampshire. Maybe if uh, Kevin wakes up early. Yeah, I'll be, up, I'll be up for F1. I will totally be up for F1. I mean, it's definitely, I'm excited to see Kevin again. Uh, reunited before Daytona. Hopefully, yeah. we get to do that. Um, speaking of Daytona, I got a little bit of some news coming out for the Roval race. So, 
there is a potential, and I heard this from a source of mine last night, that James Hinchcliffe could be making his NASCAR debut. For Spire? 77 Spire Motorsports car. Now, if you remember last year, this was supposed to happen at the Roval. He That's had right. to go to a wedding last year and Ooh. did not get the chance. I, I, I couldn't tell you whose wedding it was. I think it was Wiccan's. Head. That's it. It was Wiccan's. Yeah. Thank you. I, I couldn't hear the name when the guy said it. But there is a potential that he could be there. And if that is true, he would be one of only, I think, four cup drivers who have run both the 24 hours and the Roval that's coming up. So, I mean, I obviously, the 77 is not a great car, but a favorite for a top 15, top 10. I mean, Hinch is no slouch. I, I If it's prepped by Ganassi, then yeah. I'd say yes, yes. There is a yeah. massive chance that he gets it done there. Um, yeah, that would be awesome to see. But that that's a rumor. You know, nothing. I mean, obviously, we could still see Davidson just show up. <laughs> my only thing is, is he not running the Indy 500 this year? Probably not. I, I feel like he is. Is that so? The Roval is bump day. Yes. Well, qualifying so I, weekend, yeah. I I guess it. Let me see, because if it's if, if he's, he's running not running the Indy five hundred, then yeah, he, then yes. But I think you you would have to assume that he, especially because Hinch has been known for bump day shenanigans over the last couple of years. What I'd you mean, not they, making the field? Yes. <laughs> um, I'd assume. Yeah, he's. I mean, here's one way to just make sure that you don't miss the Indy 500. Don't even show up. Yeah, I mean, you that's... You can't embarrass yourself if you don't show up. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's guaranteed, essentially, to make the field of Daytona. Like, that. that's almost a given. It would be really embarrassing if he doesn't. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a chartered car, so that would Okay, yeah, sense. he'd be in then, yeah. Um, I found out uh, from my friend, a little bit of my uh, friendly sources also, that um, the ARCA race... Could have some ringers in there also, but uh, likely they probably do truck just to get more exposure. I mean, yeah, I heard that about Hinch. You know, there's obviously other drivers in the um in the field house. Mm-hmm. Think if you're thinking of some IMSA drivers that have some F1 uh, IndyCar experience, you know, those guys could be potential. I heard um that there's a chance that some of my close personal friends could be making their ARCA debut. So definitely, that would exciting. be a. Uh... A sweet is does it have to do with the sandwich or anything? I I'm pretty sure, but I mean that joke is a little stale. Little stale. <laughs> nice, nice. You know, but I mean, dude, I've heard <laughs> I've heard some like the Daytona road course is definitely bringing out some. Rumors. I've heard that Vargas could be offered something, which would be Ooh, great to see him. Yeah, you know, he's got that road course experience in Mid Ohio. I've mm-hmm. heard that you know we could see some more ringers coming into the uh, equation in Xfinity, like we saw at the um, IMS road course. Yeah. So definitely a lot of opportunity for some interesting names. But one thing's for sure, what we've all agreed on, is that AJ Allmendinger is running the road course at Daytona for Xfinity and definitely winning that race. Like 150%. Yes. Uh, it, it's for like, sure. Unless Briscoe and Cindric decide, I'm really good at this also, there's no practice, no testing. Yeah. Um. It's and the only thing you can do is run eye racing. Essentially, I think the only thing that might hurt him is just starting position because with it being a part time ride, he would have to start yeah. towards the back. I say, yeah, him or Cindric or Briscoe, any of the guys who have run the uh, yeah, we we the road we, course we, there before. We've talked about this. So what we've determined is that the ARCA race is going to suck because basically <laughs> there's going to be no one wanting to make any maneuvers, and basically the only driver who might have any experience 
on that track in a stock car of any, or I'm sorry, heavier car might be Drew Dollar. I, I heard so. Essentially, okay. it's gonna be drivers taking it easy, trying to keep the cars clean. They, I, I. So this is what I heard from my friend. He said that because of the high downforce with Arca, the cars are gonna be on fucking rails for the first three laps, and then after when the tires are starting to go away, the cars will run much better. So Arca might be a terrible race. So don't get your hopes up if you're watching that on Map TV. And unfortunately, there's no fans there, which really sucks. I, I think that'd be a lot of fun to go on Saturday. And then they said Xfinity is going to be really much, so much a shit show because I mean tempers are flaring, drivers yeah. <laughs> hate each other, and with the playoffs <laughs> up and up in the air, you want to get as much playoff points as you can. So that's going to be a shit show. Trucks is going to be a shit show, um, just because they're trucks at yes. the freaking Roval. I don't understand why they're doing it with the trucks. This, they just need to make up with so many races. These races are gonna. I I can already tell it's going to remind me a lot of. Um... F1 races to where like you have to see that first lap because everyone diving into turn one for the first mm-hmm. time is going to be completely nuts. I'm more excited about the um the uh what is it? Not the horseshoe, I can't remember the name. The international horseshoe or the chicane? Chicane, thank you. In, I, in the back I completely just crap my brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they um the chicane and the backstretch, that's gonna be a lot of cars getting punted going yes. into there. So that's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, I wonder if anyone's gonna be drifting through there. And then they said the cup race should be pretty, yeah. But you know, with how drivers are racing right now, trying to make it to the playoffs, mm-hmm. I have a feeling it's gonna be, it's gonna be a shit show. So definitely, definitely some excitement. I'm that's probably the race I'm the most excited for. And confirmed doubt. by Bob Pockers today, rain tires will be brought to Daytona just in case. Well, Oof. I mean, it is Florida. Um, but does this mean all four series? I guess so. Dude, if it rains for the truck race. Trucks in the rain. Oh, my God. <laughs> all I'm saying is they better figure out local Ooh. yellows. because. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that was the other thing they mentioned. So apparently, they, they so if they don't figure out local yellows, it's going to be an awful race because we're going to get full cautions for cars being just absolutely stuck in the tire barriers in the international horseshoe. I mean, that's just... Or coming out of the international horseshoe, because you know for a fact drivers are going to get aggressive, punt them because they don't know the lane to run. I was watching no. my friend racing on, on an I racing, right? and the the lane you run coming out of the horseshoe, it's like you have to take it so precise, otherwise you're just off. Yeah, you're just completely off into the tire barrier. So it's going to be exciting, and if it's in it's, uh, NASCAR, and I have no idea what to do. <laughs> Justin Marks might come out of retirement for that one. Yeah, we, uh, oh, I forgot about Justin Marks. That'd be pretty cool. That would be awesome. Yeah. I'm definitely, Kevin, I hope I'm getting excited for that race. It's going to be a lot I, of fun. I, it's going to be a fun weekend for sure. All right. So, what else we got going What on? else? A cool, I, I want to give a shout out to, uh, Eddie Gossage and Texas Motor Speedway for gifting Timmy Hill a cowboy hat for his yeah. racing win. Now, I, it's the little things that you really, mm-hmm. um, pay attention to and that's that's a super cool gesture yeah man i i love it for timmy you know he's a guy that doesn't get much recognition obviously was one of the best drivers in the iRacing pro invitational series to keep us kind of you know moving along and it was definitely you know i, I shouts out texas mars and eddie for that one looking good in a, te- in a cowboy hat there timmy mm-hmm. another all thing three races Again. yeah another thing um according to brett griffin on 
you know, Thor Bumper Clear, Clint Boyer Spotter. Thank you. Yeah. He says Carl Edwards may appear in Tony Stewart's uh, SRX series <laughs> that we mentioned last week. Oh man, that that would be a really exciting. I I I I find it doubtful, but definitely I would love to see it. I feel like you know we heard last year Carl was just had no intentions of returning racing at all, but I guess. Maybe it was no intentions of returning to NASCAR. Maybe not all forms of racing. So, I mean, he considered the forty-two ride this year. So maybe I, we we know his his interest is at least peaked, and maybe a shorter um, series with mm-hmm. better cars in his mind. Uh, maybe that'll be it right up his alley. Yeah, you know, I'd love to see Carl Edwards. He was such a good yeah. driver. So, uh, let's see here. We got Austin Sindrick, bro. This I do it. Mm-hmm. I said Austin Cindric is going for four in a row this week. Oh, weekend. yes. Do you yeah, think that, was... that he'll do it? I mean... He'd be the second Xfinity driver ever to do it. I, I would have said no two weeks ago because he hadn't won a mile-and-a-half <laughs> track before, but now he has three in a row, so I don't see why he wouldn't. Um, I think Kansas, juxtaposed to Kentucky and Texas, are more rim-riding tracks, so I'm looking at a guy like Briscoe or Chastain to be the favorite, yeah, even Gregson. So I, I'm not going to say never. Just say never. To keep it out of the wall. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see Gregson gets into it with this week. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also you know, confirmed. You know uh, what we didn't do today? What we didn't talk at all about the All Star race. Oh yeah, Chase Elliott won that. Yeah, yeah, the All Star <laughs> race happened. We didn't talk about this shit at all. We, like we previewed it last week, and we were, and I said it's either going to be really good or really terrible kind of fell in the in-between of just kind of like eh. Yeah, so, I Chase Elliott won. Yeah, I, I think barely tell you anything else that happened other than Bubba getting dumped by McDowell. And I guess, I... I Can we cancel McDowell? And... Can I put him on the warning sheet? I feel like he was already there, though. I feel like he definitely deserves the warning sheet. I, I Like, my overall thoughts on the All-Star Race is there's a reason we didn't talk about it. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's the reason we completely of, forgot about it. There, there was so much hype around it, and it was kind of just like, it, it wasn't well, bad by any means. It just, didn't... I feel like it was great though for the fans that actually went. I know I had a couple oh, of friends. Yeah. I, our, our good close personal friend Noah Sweet was there, and he yeah. got to meet up with a bunch of the uh, NASCAR clout chasers. So I mean, shouts nice. out to them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just a fun event. Don't get me wrong, but I yeah. feel like everyone's like, okay, short track for a million dollars is going to be some bumping and banging. And I think yeah. we had what two spins in the entire all-star race yeah the really um, not a lot of bumping and banging fuck is this there's a guy with a broken down van with the door in the back open just driving down the street the fuck is okay that's one of the uh, mad max is apparently coming to town the fuck was that yeah no that was (laughs) definitely uh, it was underwhelming i think that we got ourselves too hyped for it that was the big problem you know what was it the um the PJ one on the bottom lane, obviously, you know, played there, but it takes so long at Bristol to get the top lane rolling, and they just never seemed to be able to get that going. So it was like basically the only way to move someone was to physically move someone, and you know, it, it was just it wasn't really too much going on there. The underglow was very underwhelming. They didn't do it the way that I think we all wanted, which was same color as the car or sponsor, and around the whole car they only did it like literally under the fuel uh cell so that was kind of disappointing yeah i like when when it was first announced that it was going to be manufacturer 
um, based, I was like, that freaking sucks. Because it's like, everyone knows what the cars look like. Like, they do a great job with the bodies to make them look different and all the mm-hmm. branding with the Ford and everything. I don't need additional lights to tell me, and it doesn't look as good. Like, Chase yeah, Elliott's... Joey Logano with a blue underglow. Yeah, it just Ew. looked... Ugh. And, like, Harvick's red apple bush beer, whatever, with blue. It, it just looks so awkward. Like, it was there's really definitely... dumb. This, the, the, the manufacturers yeah. absolutely shit the bed. Yeah, so let's get less of that corporate BS out of here, and then more fun <laughs> yeah 100 percent. i hope um that this isn't the death of the underglow lights i really would like to see this brought back for another event fully done correctly but uh we'll see um you know not holding my breath but definitely it was still an all-star race chase Elliott at least won it so he's a million dollars richer um i don't remember what he said he was gonna do with the million dollars so he was gonna he, ship mil- a Truck full of Mountain Dew to Ryan Blaney. That 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 does sound something <laughs> like something he would do, and I'm, I'm sure Ryan Blaney would love that too. So yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the All Star race happened, and uh, hopefully, you know, I will say I hope that they do rotate it. I do hope it doesn't just stay at Charlotte forever now. But I definitely like the idea of rotating it around different tracks, like every year. You know, that would be fun. I think it was an awesome, like, I, I really hope they do keep it on a Wednesday night, preferably before the, um, yeah, the Coke it would 600. Be much better not to have a whole weekend dedicated to it, where I just feel like this is a pointless race. Yeah, if, like, if you can run it, like, I thought the, the format was great. I think the race could have been a little bit longer, but, like, the Open, I thought the format was great. I wish it would have been, like, 200 laps in the main event. Um, And, yeah, you can run that on a Wednesday night, for sure, even at Bristol. Um, mm-hmm. Just anywhere with the lights. Have yeah, keep the underglow. Choose cone. The broadcast hyped it up and didn't even show it. Yeah, um, I I didn't really get to see enough of the choose cone going on. I think I liked it. Like I didn't yeah, know. it was definitely a cool idea that just wasn't really executed properly. But um, you yeah, know. I I think everyone pretty much agrees that the second place car shouldn't line up in the fourth best um place on a restart. So I think. That's yeah. why the choose cone is is so advantageous. It needs to um, be on tracks where restarts are just not like. There's obviously one lane that's better. I'd rather literally. I'd be cool with it on every track. Um, yeah. Even even super speedways. Like, why not? Well, I don't know. Well, we'll I, see. I, yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, I guess if you're trying to run the Penske strategy, they'll be lobbying the fuck out of that. But yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, definitely. I, I I think there's a few tracks that could use it, and a few that absolutely do not do that. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, let's finish. So yeah, we forgot that there was an actual All Star race this weekend. Yeah. So I should tell you about. <laughs> um, let's see what else we got here. I think that's about it. New, uh, no new F one schedule update that should be coming soon, though. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, like we said, no IndyCar race or F1 race this weekend. Just It's a pretty quiet weekend for motorsports, which is, I guess, bad. But also, it's a nice time to breathe because the rest of the year is going to be freaking nuts with all sports. So, yeah. better days ahead. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for baseball season coming back. Um, we got basketball. The bubble has been... The the bubble has been so much fun drawing. I've been, I've been yeah. loving following <laughs> the bubble. Um. 
you know, if NASCAR had to do a bubble situation like that, it wouldn't even be nearly as fun. I feel like they, those guys are just nonstop content. Yeah, they're pretty Clint much. Boyer in the in the bubble would be the only most exciting thing I I could think of, honestly. My buddy um has been talking to Brandon Jones about meeting up, and he said like they can they can't do it now because literally the drivers yeah. while they're not in like their own personal bubble, it's like literally they got on the plane to the racetrack. Go to the racetrack mm-hmm. and then either go I to mean, a hotel if they need to, or but if not, they just they go straight home and they can't leave. Yeah, dude, the crew guys can't even really interact outside of like their immediate group. It's like mm-hmm. they can't afford for them to get sick, especially for small teams. Oh yeah, like dude, you lose one guy on that small team or everyone gets sick. Like, what the fuck do you do? <laughs> yeah, you just can't show up. Yeah. Um, dude, it's it's tough right now. So yeah, definitely just shouts out to all the teams out there. Just sacrificing so much so that they don't get sick that's um there's a lot of lot of stuff going on with that i gotta give a shout out real quick to tommy joe martins he apparently boiled his ass nice um, yeah <laughs> that's, uh, i saw um steve lavender say yeah he's wet in quotations and he's like you just don't want to admit that he who were boiled by your own piss <laughs> and i don't think that's the case but definitely I would be very upset if I'm a driver and I was sweating so much that it created a pool of boiling sweat in the bottom of my fire suit. That's um, that's a tough scene. Thank you. By the way, thank you, Tommy Joe, for not posting pictures of that on yes, Twitter. Yes, thank you. That was very, <laughs> very, very grateful. Yo, I had no idea. Brennan gone tested positive for COVID. Fuck. Oh yeah, that was last week. That. But yeah. yeah. Shit, I just was scrolling through Reddit. I didn't even see that last week on Twitter, even. Yeah. Well, I, by now, hopefully, he's gotten better. I'll, I'll yeah, I. Gone. I don't know what. I don't know what in the world Daytona and Talladega be without him. I was gonna say I'm glad it happened now and not a month because I think he's slated to run the uh, the Daytona race. He's definitely. I feel like yeah. th- th- those were his last two races. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Daytona and Talladega. You're right, dude. Fucking hell, man. I I, I want to see him get that dub finally. Yeah. Oh man, my my forever my forever uh, uh, dark horse on those tracks. All right. Well, all I right. guess that's I guess that's all we got. We'll see you guys next week. Um, just want to give a quick shout out to our partner. That's Stadium Scene TV. Make sure to check them out. We use them to promote our podcast through multiple different channels. Um, they get us to new listeners and new viewers, which, by the way, shouts out if you guys are new listeners. So, um, yeah, make sure to check out Stadium Scene TV. they got a whole plethora of sports podcasts for you and from a lot of independent podcasts and video makers. So you can maybe find your new favorite podcast on StadiumScene.tv. And for content creators, make sure to join their MVP network to get in line with more listeners and viewers also want to say um that i will be in about an hour going on to another podcast um to i don't know i guess talk more racing today i I feel like i'm burnt out already after one episode of this (laughs) but i will definitely be doing um another podcast today with um ryan holman i i don't know the name of his podcast unfortunately <laughs> well, he never told me to he, it out. yeah he never told me um the name of it and i know ryan listened um ryan you gotta tell me the name of it he did tweet me out though a lot yesterday about being on it he said this anthony 
from LTLN joined me on my podcast, and yeah, no one's asking me any questions about it either. So I'm I'm <laughs> I'm looking out right now. I'm looking. I'm sitting pretty. I don't have to answer any like tough questions. So this is perfect for me. Um, <laughs> we'll yeah, have Kevin, fun. I yeah. will. I will. I will. Oh man, it's gonna be a long weekend of racing. But thank God we're at Kansas. Yep. Yep. All right. Until then, I have been Anthony. And I have been Kevin. Follow us on Twitter at LTLN Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Love you. Bye. Bye.